the Sydney Cricket Ground. What a shot under pressure. This is where gold, the best kind of gold. What a legend. What a champion. <laughs> bit of a late edition of Maybe Daily. Thanks for having us. I'm Sonny Munn. With me as always is Mason Termain. Hello, Mace. Hello, mate. How are ya? Um, yeah, under the weather. Under the oh, weather, mate. We can get into our weeks. About uh, it. <laughs> mate, if we were horses, they would have put us down <laughs> many, many years ago. Put it up. Put the screen up. Put the screen up. Get the rifle out. Say goodnight. <laughs> We are sponsored by mintsports.com.au. Get on over there. Best. It's all happening. Oh. We're also sponsored this week by Ange and George's Lamb, Ham and Spam on Holloway in Tottenham. Okay. <laughs> Bit of a family affair there. The end. All right. We'll see you next week, maybe. So many vowels. Oh. So many vowels in that. Great uh, assonance. Great wow. assonance. Let us pray. <laughs> Let us pray yes. that Fickle Mickelson and Loyal Rory get paired together at the next major. Ooh. <laughs> Let us pray that Morning. no one gets injured during the India test in the build-up to the Ashes. And let us pray that wow. New South Wales keep mm. eating their own over their state of origin game one disaster. Oh, please, please. <laughs> They're turning. Can you hear me licking my lips? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. In the name of... In the name of... Wayne, Wayne Bennett, Bennett Rick, Rick Charlesworth, Charlesworth, can coach Sandy, Sandy Brondello, and <laughs> Lindsay, Lindsay Gaze. He died 50 years ago, didn't he, Lindsay? Or is he still... He's looked at his whole life. No, no. He had the Richie Benos where they, <laughs> they cryogenically froze him in the off-season. Ah... Uh, uh, Pen. Pen. Very Fantastic. good. Mate, we should acknowledge here that we are obviously putting this up as a bit of a later edition episode. Sorry to our seven loyal listeners, but uh, <laughs> we've both been under the weather. It's been a hell of a week. How's your oh, week been, mate? A, week, a week's a long time Christ. in sport. Crikey. How's as you said, you? put me down. But the most pathetic part about it is like all the things that have happened to me mm. health-wise... Haven't been even that major. Nah. They've just been these annoying. Nah. <laughs> so I can't even like complain about it. I get laughed at yeah. when I bring them up. <laughs> so yeah. I had this. First of all, I got this rash on my hand. Okay. Because I touched some, uh, what's it called? Poison Vagina. ivy, I think. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Poison ivy, I think. What do you mean you think? When I did don't this know happen? What it was, but it went all over. You've had time. You've had time to work out what happened. <laughs> uh, something poisonous, I think. What have you been doing with yourself? I Googled it. Yeah. Oh, cancer. Just came up cancer. Dr. Google. <laughs> Hand cancer. The worst. I got the rash and that's still there. What is it? You know what the, you know what it was? Working hard led to rash. Working hard. I've learned something. Do not work hard in life, kids. Yeah. Do not work hard in life. No wonder you didn't know what the rash was from. First time you'd seen it. 
I, I had a rash like that on my arm as well the other day, and it was actually yeah, uh, a little bit of. Right. I must have rubbed it against some invernic partic thistle. <laughs> oh no! Hate that. Of course you did. Hate that. I started with a rash, and then it got to the weekend, and I got food poisoning. Oh, what'd you eat? Eljana chicken, which is like really good. El Very what? good up here in Sydney. Eljana? I literally thought you said Eljana, like <laughs> Fajut's chick. Fajut's chook. <laughs> that beats chicken video. I'm just going down to Fajut's chook. Chuck a breast in. Breast or leg? <laughs> Fajut's, uh, thanks. Fajut's. <laughs> and a couple of feet. I want to pick my teeth later. To Fajut's. To Fajut's. That knocked you about, did it? Well, about 10 p.m. went to sleep, and then 2 a.m. woke up. Went, uh oh, oh no. eggs, e- eggs laking, legs aching. Oh yeah, <laughs> the speaker was that sick. Can I get the fajuts <laughs> chicken with a side of eggs laking? <laughs> yeah, no worries, mate. You're gonna be up all night. Ah, I reckon I can handle it. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'll be eggs laking. <laughs> Um, Mark Latham's brother, Eggs Latham. Sorry, uh, just uh, Mark and Egg. Mark, and, who was Egg Boy? Remember Egg Boy? That guy egged that oh, politician. Yeah. Love Egg Boy. Fair fifteen minutes that bloke had. <laughs> what a legend! I'd go around telling people I'm Banksy. I might go around telling them I used to be Egg Boy. I hope he's got like a YouTube channel where he makes like he just goes egging people omelets. <laughs> he just makes omelets like a cooking oh, show. Yeah, yeah. Egg boys, <laughs> quiches. But every omelets. week he doesn't have eggs. He does the whole ingredients. He goes, ah oh, fuck, I forgot the eggs. I cracked it on some Polly's noggin. <laughs> what you want to do is crack it on the noggin of a Polly and then run away and scamper and wait for Channel Ten to call you. That's how he cracks his eggs into the fry pan. He has a bald head off. <laughs> Off camera. And there's two, another egg. Oh, we need one more. Bang! Okay, guys, you're going to need six to seven back benches. And then what you want to do... Well, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, I was sick. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I just... And I woke up, 2am, legs aching, ro- tossed and turned till six, and then just Ooh. did power chunda and then into Spanish tapas for 48 hours. Mercy. Just Spanish, nine plates of bum hell, Ugh. as I like to call it. Just constant plates coming out. Just tapas. <laughs> Just here you go. Here's some <laughs> here's some anal poison. Oh, that looks lovely. Oh, what's that bowl of? It's oh, actually oh, from the Fajuts. Oh, yeah, yeah, great. <laughs> well, that does not that, sound that, good, man. So that wasn't good. What's tapas mean in Spanish? Plates? Does it mean plates? It actually means solid turd. It's a, it's a bit of an ironic uh, <laughs> translation. It, it is. Mate, I got a bit of tapas. Really? Do you want some Metamucil? Metamucil over there actually chocks you up. It's a hemisphere thing. It's <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> oh, don't get those crazy Spaniards involved. But hang on, you had that. But then today you were in hospital, were you? in hospital with a leg injury. Played basketball last night for the inner city Barata. You sure it wasn't an egg injury? Did you go into the doctors and go, look, mate, my eggs have been bacon. Um, I don't know what's going on here. Oh, have you been to Chicken Fajuts? Have you been to Fajuts, Chook? Yeah, that'd be it. There's a whole ward of Fajuts, Chook people clucking. Well, yeah, you told the story right there, so I don't really have to say anything. No, else. so so what you exactly did it? What I- <laughs> you did it playing basketball. Let me guess, it was your shoulders from carrying the team. Of course, running back, just watching the game come up to me yep. from our end, and just Classic. stepped on someone's foot, 
Oh, God. Awkwardly fell, got up, but was okay, and then for a minute was all right, and then just out of nowhere, no, this isn't happening. Mm. Went home, iced it, woke up, even worse, classic cool, cooling down. Which body part? Went into hospital, left leg behind the kneecap. So okay. it's I've come back ligament and heavy sprain. So right. a bit of a bit of a wuss. Okay, so but you're one a of sook. the great things yeah. that <laughs> one of the great things that happened at the hospital <laughs> waiting in the ER. One of the doctors comes flying out of the room looking for someone and she just says sitcom. Is there a Patrick Duffy here? Patrick no. Duffy? Actual sitcom. Is there a Patrick Duffy? It what? was sitcom. I was in tears. Did they start the theme song? <laughs> Just walked in. There was applause. Ah! Uh, wait your turn, mate. You're after Cosmo Kramer. One of the great moments. When Patrick Duffy lathered up at the end of Dallas's eighth season, millions of viewers wondered if they'd just seen a ghost. Hey, did they give you the third degree? The hospital always gives me the third degree when it's oh. like completely unrelated. You go in there, you got you had a what, bung knee basically. They sit you down yeah. and it's like, so how many drinks do you have per week? Hey, mate. Oh, yeah. Like, it's got nothing to do with it. Well, two things. Firstly, nothing to do with my knee. I'm not here directly from my drinking. Secondly, per week, I'm not fucking Archimedes. I can't crunch those numbers. Let's break it down. Per session of test cricket. Per, per, per yeah, drink. Per drink. How much do you have per question. drink? question. Like a week. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. Start with an easier one, mate. It's the Always. easy question if you don't drink. But if you drink, who knows? Hey, God. ask my yeah. sl- slash musing. I just said, mm. does the hospital give you the third degree? Could you please all stand for the segment we call Ask Mace? What's the origin of the term third degree? It's a music. Music from Sunny. Great question. Third degree. Are the first two piss week? Are they not? It's like, oh, you really gave me the third degree. Are the first two just, how are you, mate? Yeah, not bad. You sure? Yeah. Now, here's some questions. Like, what is it? Is it because it's the third time round you go hard? Does it come with the burns? The third degree burns? Oh, okay. Do Do you think like a college student got, had two degrees and then went for their third and was in a big fire? And that's how the third degree term But what's that got to do with being interrogated (laughs) relentlessly? That's what a third degree is. You get Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, okay. (laughs) All right. Well, answers on a postcard, listeners. Get into it. You'll find it in a bottle. Fucking hell. (laughs) Floating ashore. Send it back. Hey, I'll throw to your ass mace with a rhetorical musing. Okay, that didn't make sense, but let's do it. Rhetorical musing. No, no, that's great. Rhetorical. It's already answered itself, has it? Reciprocal Your face. That was the best. That was like returning. It was literally it was returning. the ter- The term I needed was returning. Sure. No. Hey, let me close. hit you with returning. Hey, let me hit you with returning. Uh-huh. Musing. Yeah, yeah. Say it again. I'm not cutting any of the good ones out. I'm using what you actually <laughs> Damn said. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> hit me with a rhetorical, mate. I'll be sure not to answer. No, it. It's, as soon as it came out, I went. Wow, that was a lot. It was way too smart for my own good. <laughs> Musing. Check yeah. this shit out. Hit it. 
thinking thoughts in my mind. Wanna see if I go blind. Another amusing from your man Mace. Out of space, wearing lace. In a chase with Christopher Scase. Oh my God, here we go again. Here we go again. Musing. 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 Another musing. Musing. What you got? Musing. Brain stop. Musing. Feeling hot. Musing. I'm not thinking much. Musing. Yeah. Pants. Pants. Oh. Why are shorts called shorts and pants called pants? They should be called longs. Musing. Another musing. Musing. What you got? Musing. Brain stop. Musing. Pants. Interesting. Well, pantaloons. Is it pantaloons? Is where it came from. So short for pantaloon. So it's abbreviated. Which is a real frisky word, isn't it? Real skimpy, I oh, reckon. Isn't it just, yeah. It's got a real skimp You know what it. I really like in terms of skimp factor on the on the strides? Yeah. Is knickerbockers. Yeah. <laughs> I've always loved that. Oh, you're wearing your knickerbockers. Sorry, what? It's real skimpy. I always enjoy calling the New York Knicks the knickerbockers. The knickerbockers. I guess you've got long johns, but then that's, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Oh, it's not yeah. bad. Hey. All right, then. Returning serve. Rhetorical. Straight back over the net with a rhetorical <laughs> reciprocal returning. <laughs> I'm pretty sure one of them's correct. On clothing and slash fashion. Yeah. Woo! Ties, like neckties. Why do neckties exist? Is it purely fashion? Like, what do do people wear them to be like? Oh, I'm important. I'm a business person. What is the point of a tie? Well, did it keep the shirt up the top together? But then they no. There's a button there. Did it keep the shirt together? Yeah, but were buttons not there? Yeah. What, they invented every button bar the top one, did they? <laughs> they got to the top and went, shit, what are we going to do? We've got these seven buttons holding the torso together. What, whatever could we do up the top? No, you're going to have to get some sort of thing to tie together. <laughs> not the things within you. Unbelievable. <laughs> they even have the spare buttons on the side, those two ones. You want to use one of those? Use a tie! Who uses those two buttons? Who uses those? I genuinely have been thinking about this for about two days and I have refused wow. to Google it because I just want to think about it because my life isn't very important and busy. But the thing I kept going back to is what else have we had around our necks throughout human history? And it's like the cravat or whatever, maybe a military thing. No. But then the only thing I kept coming back to, which was quite dark, was slavery. 
is when people had oh things God. around their necks, they were chained up. Oh. And then I was like, ooh, I wonder if there's like a, a bullshit, like these slaves to the corporate world, man, in their metal coffins, oh. man. Yeah, there was a That's, stoner back then. Yeah. Back in those times. <laughs> of course there was. But there would have been, like, is that the origin of the necktie? Like, I'm a slave oh, to corporate society, man. <laughs> Anyway, I don't know. To those dead souls inching along the freeways in their metal coffins, we show them that the human spirit is still alive. How you been, mate? Um, no, nah, no, not great. I mean, all fine. Again, like you, it's sort of like complaining over nothing. Just, I got crook, my daughter got crook, all that sort of jazz. You know what happened? You do know what happened, is that last week, yeah. I, mm. I bit through my tongue last Wednesday... And Mace, <laughs> I think I have to get my jaw realigned because I do this way too. Is, is it possible to have your tongue too big for your head? Is your tongue too big for your head? Is that possible? Like, you know, like some people's arm is like slightly longer than the other. I bite through my tongue all the time. I don't understand what's going on. It's a basic human instinct to masticate and I stuff it up every time. So anyway, I sent you a message not realising how slurry I was and you sent one back going, mate, that is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Guess Slithering what? snake. Yeah. Two days ago, I did it again. Other side. <laughs> no joke. I did it. At, the first day I did it at the bakery shop, which is what my daughter calls it. And I was in agony. And I looked at her and I was trying so hard to like put on a stone face and be like, no, nah, no, nah, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. And she just was staring at me and I realized blood was pouring out of my face. I was like, okay, not cool. And then I did it uh, two days ago on the tram. And like, honestly, if, you know the phrase like, never look a gift horse in the mouth? In the mouth. Mm. Never look a gift horse in the mouth. <laughs> that tongue's working well. Oh, mate, I'm cooked. <laughs> We've got Mike Tyson on the other end of the phone. Yeah, I'm impervious. I'm completely impregnable to your flirt. <laughs> but you know why that that phrase exists? Because like you can tell, the, the easiest way to tell the health of an equine animal is by looking at its gums and its teeth. And if they're receding yeah. or bleeding, oh, yeah. then sure, sure, they've got sure. something else wrong with them. So the old saying yeah. is like, hey, mate, here's a horse. And then if you go straight to the mouth, it's like, fuck you, dude. I just gave you a horse. Don't check its health. Don't look a gift horse mm. in the mouth. If you looked at my mouth, talk about slavery, <laughs> they'd be like, nah, mate, give me one that works. This is no good. Oh. I've got ulcers on ulcers in there. It is oh, not cool. <laughs> That's an old lawyer I used, ulcer and ulcer. Ulcer and ulcer. ulcer. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a sponsor soon. Try ketamine, maybe. That might fix it. Mate, it's not for lack of trying. Don't worry. Do not worry. How long does it take to actually heal a, a sore tongue? Like, in my head, I was like, I'll wait a few hours. But <laughs> is this going to be days? Jesus. I wish I was putting this on. <laughs> Hi, Audrey. Do you remember this morning when I bit through the bakery shop and I bit my tongue and it was bleeding? It's really ouchy. Is it feeling better now? It's feeling a little better, but it's still ouchy. Yeah. What should I do? Should I harden up? Yeah. Yeah. Can you have a nap? Have a nap? No, have a nap. Oh, harden up. Okay. Yeah. It's just pointless. Can I just tail end that the yeah. tongue tongue talk? No, please. What are you What are you kind of doing? What are we hitting them at? What are we biting at? A couple of times a week, or is it? Once a day or? No, nah, no, nah, not once a day. Christ. I'd be wearing a mouth guard. <laughs> Imagine that. You'll die with a mouth guard. I just became <laughs> walking, walking around wearing oh. a mouth guard. 
probably make you a bit more normal with the mouth guard in. Well, I remember Tony Carroll, the uh, Queenslander oh. playing State of Origin back in the day, had a massive like Roger Ramjet underbite. You could rest a pint on his jaw. It was ridiculous. And he won Man of the Match in Origin one day. And they were interviewing him. And they're like, congratulations, mate. Great game. Yeah, thanks very much. Really appreciate it. <laughs> and they literally go, oh, mate, do us a favour. Take the mouth guard out. And he looks straight in the barrel, shocked, and just goes, it is out. <laughs> Okay, Tony. Queenslander! Queenslander! No, my neck is red. <laughs> no, about once a month or two months, but it's like, it goes straight through. I chomped it straight through. Anyway. I'd love you to do this whole thing with a lisp would be amazing. Well, mate, it's not you far are. off. It's not far <laughs> off. Fucking hell. All right, should we do some sports? Bang, let's go. Bang, bang, bang. Bang. Ladies and gentlemen, funk it down for Sonny Mon's main headline. It's Rugby League. And New South Wales oh. have had 42 years, but they still can't grasp the concept of state of origin. The good guys took out game one in Adelaide 26 to 18, despite being injury depleted. And having a man in the bin, they exhibited their usual courage. What'd you make of the game, Mace? Oh, they will do anything to win the Queenslanders. Anything. <laughs> they don't want it like those that, that other nah. mob ever. No, nah, they, they don't. don't have the the brain capacity for it. Nah, Too robotic. Up. Not enough passion. Not enough soul. Not enough love. It's a soul song. It's R and B. It's hip hop. <laughs> it's love. That's what Queensland are. They're boys to men in rugby form. Oh, none of it made sense, but I'm ready to run through a wall. <laughs> Billy Slater summed it up when he was talking about, hey, we're here to represent our people. Our people in Queensland go through adversity. Oh, they yeah. go through cyclones oh. and drought. They go through being staunch racists, but they help each other out. They're loyal mates <laughs> to each other, and that's what we represent and stand for. What the fuck do the Sydney siders represent? Having long hair and stainless steel bars and expensive schooners? Come on, man. Not much. But food poisoning chicken shops, that's about it. For Jutschuk, <laughs> Walsh on debut was fantastic. When he first got hit, oh. you could hear on the effect mic, he just yelled at the New South Welshman, keep coming at me. And I thought, oh, this kid's going to be all right. I love it. Gilbert popped his shoulder out. His shoulder was hanging from its socket, and he still attempted to make a tackle. That guy can play whenever he's healthy again. Isn't he tough? He's, a, he's about <laughs> half size of. He's half the size of all of them. Shock horror. Origin players tough. Breaking oh, news. stop it, Queenslander. And how about Lindsay Collins, a prop, leaping over his skipper and fullback oh. to seal the deal. Phenomenal. Fair cyborg, by the way, Lindsay oh, Collins. Absolutely. Absolute. Robocop without the helmet. <laughs> B-rated Dolph Lundgren. 100%. <laughs> How's they interviewing him? He's lost his teeth. He's just yeah. like, <laughs> it is out. They should not have lost that game, New South Wales. That's one of about 20 origin games they should have won with the man oh in the bin. Oh, my God. I like your brother's idea that when someone goes in the sin bin, they should literally be in a bin on the sideline. <laughs> so there's like a little letterbox-style slot. Have you heard him say this? So you've got to go out what and Oscar they just the pick him up. Yeah, Oscar the Grouch style. Put him in the bin. They can watch the game through a little slot. 
but they just got to sit in a wheelie bin at halfway. <laughs> That's pretty good. And do you can you litter? Can you put food in there and shit? Oh on yeah, his head, like put your oh, half yeah. eaten. Oh <laughs> yeah, but you get ten in the bin if you're not recycling properly. And if it's an all-in brawl, they just chuck them in a skip. That's brilliant. Jesus, that must be crazy to be in a lonely event like this. And the women made it a double for the good guys with Queensland getting over the sky blues. I see they were wise enough to keep their poxy tradition, but it went down 18 to 10. That is accumulative points over two games, so it's still anyone's. And in rugby Las Vegas news... It's now being coined <laughs> Australia Week, Mace. Wow. So the season opener for the NRL in Sin City is looking a certainty now. And approaches have been made for the entertainment for Australia Week. Who do you think the entertainment will be? Um, big band? Jeez, it'd be big band. Mm. Hmm. Australia Week, uh, land down under. Bit of a, uh, he lives over there, old mate. Scottish bloke, what's his name? Uh, Scottish, yeah. <laughs> what's his name? Um... Men at work, well, they're called... Be good, be good, be good, be good, be good, be good, be good. Colin, be good. Hay. Colin, Colin Hay. Colin Hay, Colin Hay. Yeah, no, it's not Colin Hay and Down Under. It's U2. Mm. U2? So, Aussie actor Hugh Jackman has been sounded Holy out to be the Australia shit. Week ambassador. And Valanders, quote, Valanders says, We are talking with Las Vegas Tourism and they're keen on supporting us with Australia Week. We have had meetings... I assume he's in these meetings. That'd be interesting. With you two to get them to be part of our festival. No, it's a wow. festival now. I'd like to see um, Copperfield and Carrot Top and oh, Turkey yeah. Shop Boys all get to do a little set up there. Sigfried you know? and Roy in play Vegas, the Tigers. Sigfried and Roy get up there. But what if yeah. Sigfried and Roy played against the Tigers? They could just mesmerise the entire <laughs> Balmain team. I tell you, nothing screams Aussie Week like bespectacled Irishman in a drip in a beanie singing about the Troubles. Oh, Doing circus, circus, absolute circus, <laughs> circus. Hotel. But they're going to make a festival out of it, Mace. They're going to have uh, potentially a boxing bout with an Aussie. They want to get the ultimate fighting champs with Dana White's been approached to see if he's interested. It could be cool. Maybe they'll do slap wars. What if they do slap wars? Oh, slap Aussie wars. Aussie slap wars. Who would you want to see in an Australian, all Australian slap war? What, Webkey on one side of the uh, thing? Webkey wow. versus. Gallon. Oh, my God. Webkey and Gallon in a slap war. They should How just do that, that on been? the sideline next to the sin bins. Yeah, they used to do it. <laughs> that should be great. Are Normie Rowe and Ron Casey still alive? Can we get them out of retirement? <laughs> no, you, you live with a badge and that's you all you've got. Do you know what that is? What is it? What is Still on rugby league, oh, mate. Yeah. Jared Croker's 300th on Friday night. I'm sure it's already been run and won by the good guys down in the nation's capital. And Sticky Riggy yeah. Stewart made sure to up the dosage on his usual rounds of superhuman angry pills in last oh. week's press conference, accusing the, quote, Muppets in the media of not knowing what true leadership really is. He's, he's had no <laughs> publicity work, which I kind of <laughs> like, but he's so prickly. Isn't he the most prickly fucking guy? Can you explain the Ricky Stewart to me? I know he was a great player. He was never tickled by his dad. <laughs> Absolutely not. Never, not once. Absol- no cuddles. Not a cuddle. Never told he was loved. Is he? Is that what he's all about? Is that his whole shtick? Tough. He's the angry ant. You don't cross him. If you're on his side, he loves you. If not, you're dead to him, basically. But... 
apparently he knows what true leadership really is. And evidently from the press yeah. conference, it's using your index finger to bang down on a table with anvil-like <laughs> squashing strength. It really, it really shitted me off that these, these so-called experts who have never man-managed, who have never been leaders in regards to making tough decisions, and that, that was a big risk tonight. And I knew I was going to cop it. Cop it from every one of you in here tonight if we had got beaten. But I was prepared to take the risk. That's leadership. Not these other Muppets who pretend they know. How's his finger? I was petrified for both his oh. finger and the table. It was weird. <laughs> it was like he was using his finger as a pestle and mortar. Like he could have ground pepper. He would have been the worst prisoner of war trying to keep quiet, trying to send an SOS out there. <laughs> Morse code. We can hear you, Ricky. Uh, yeah, mate. His phone will be out injured for weeks if he sends a lengthy text. Fair finger. Well, <laughs> Mal Meninga had the finger. It's like where people say, oh, look, I don't want to point fingers here. It's like, shit, you better not, Rick. Can't handle it. <laughs> Do you know one time we were out at a club with my mate and he was dancing by pointing for some oh, reason? Because yeah. he's white. Yeah, 100%. And he threw his finger out and poked a girl in the eye. One of the oh, great moments. Hot. Hot. On the dance floor. She said, "What?" someone said, why? What happened to your eye? And he poked me. He poked me. And I was yeah. just like, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know. I was just trying something new. What happens when you take the Macarena one step too far, mate? <laughs> They're no longer together. To cricket, yeah. the IPL has been won on the last ball by the Chennai Super Kings with Ravi Jadeja hitting a six, then a four from the final two deliveries. Play. The penultimate and the ultimate deliveries. He ensured skipper and, I guess, cryogenically frozen finisher, MS Dhoni and his troops got the win. MS Dhoni is still is going still around. Playing? Yeah, he's 42 Jesus. in a month. 42. <laughs> oh Give someone else a go, MS. He'd be huge, wouldn't he? Be out of shape. For sure. Mate, he just stands and delivers. MS. Just like, he's always been lazy. Maybe <laughs> stop, Donny, eh? Maybe stop for a bit. Is that is that what rest. MS is that what MS stands for? Maybe stop, Donny. Maybe stop, Donny. <laughs> <laughs> he's had that his whole life. That's why he's still going. Hey, uh, I'll maybe never stop. stop. Maybe stop. No, nah, no, nah, not yet. To the World Test Championship final, which is on at the moment. No Josh Hazelwood for us, and it's a ding-dong battle oh, between Australia and India. Pubes, we pubes, wait to see pubes. what happens there. But pube watch now. Oh. Boom, boom, boom. Winter of pubeless Steve's ashes watch. And England have really warmed up for their Ashes contest with a battle against Ireland. They pulverised the Irish within about three days at six and over with the bat. Stuart, hey, look at me, Broad, with five for. I don't know if it was void. Oh. And David Warner declares time on his career in about eight months. Pretty bold, Davey. He said he wants to retire at the SCG next year against Pakistan. Who wouldn't? Who is he? He'd want to raise the bat this month if he's going to see another summer of red ball cricket, you think? Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. He also said, focused on the World Test Championship, and then I'll deal with Stuart Broad after that, if he's selected. Mate, Nostradamus. David Nostradamus Warner. You got any words for Stuart Settled. Broad if he's selected, Mace? You, 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 pathetic, you idiot, Stuart, you cockfuster living, camder hipstering, Dalton Shoreditch trending, 
Tetley drinking, Wembley sitting, Stonehenge looking, Royal Wedding watching, Goldie looking, Chain loving, Zane Low adoring, Blonde headed, <laughs> Tall piece of fairy bread, this side of the goddamn tents. Oh, you broke up again, mate. Retire, broad. Retire. <laughs> Oh, that's a good market. Who will retire first or who will finish first? That's interesting. Hey, big news for them. That's good market. No Jack yeah. Leach. And I'm not even joking. That is a deceptively large loss for the Kiwi-led Poms team balance because we will target the absolute shit out of whoever they drag in from the bitter English summer oh. to roll some pussy dross down at us. I want Leach there. Mate, Leach is gone. Yeah, I want him though. I feel, Do you? I hate that he's not there because he's a bit of a bunny for us, I reckon, the bloodsucker. And I love looking at him. It's just, oh. what is happening with that thing? Fair bonce. That farch, it's a complete rebuild. I know, I, I start don't know again. What to do. Is he half ferret? He's like a ferret. Half ferret, half That's... wax museum, half clay, all turd. <laughs> I mean, honestly, <laughs> the bloodsucker needs to be put out to pasture. Fair Madame to swords. Oh, my God. We're using turds now? We left Leachy out in the sun again. We never should have used turd. <laughs> Good riddance, Leach. They'll target our spinner as well, but the human light bulb is going to be a lot tougher to tonk. I mean, they've got no one. Ooh, they got Mo and Ali. Is he going to come out of retirement? There's talk, isn't there? Summer of Steve would love that. Oh, please. Please. All the pubes would love it. They'd be directing themselves at Moeen. All the pubes would just ding. Straight at him. I want Publer Steve to start his innings fully pubed and just pluck one out with every boundary he hits. And just say, boys, I'm going to be like an eight-year-old gymnast after this. <laughs> Nothing on me. Not a scary. Yep. I want him nude with knee pads on. That's it. Bring Moan in, mate. He'll be yeah. shitting himself. Oh. Absolutely shitting himself. Moan. Uh, this is where they're at. It's emergency stations, baby. Love the it. The alarms Love are it. on. Love the good it. guys are winning. Take it easy, champ. Why don't you stop talking for a while? Maybe sit the next couple plays out. Hey, to the Stanley <laughs> Cup now. And the Vegas Golden Knights currently lead Florida Panthers to zip. There's nothing more synonymous with ice hockey than those two places. Oh, not ice, the snow, but ice, <laughs> the drug, probably works well in True. Vegas and Florida. Meth hockey. <laughs> It'd be amazing. They all look like they're on meth. When I think ice hockey, I think one of two things. I think yeah. Vegas or I think Florida. <laughs> Just like when I think of Australia, I think of you two. Don't move, don't talk out of town, don't think, don't worry, everything's just fine. Just fine. To b -b 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 basketball. The NBA playoff finals are in full swing. It's currently one apiece at the time of recording at the Mile High City in Denver. Uh, did you know they play at altitude, Mace? Because the commentators never mention it. <laughs> oh, my God. It. Cheers. The only thing I know about Denver oh my is that it's God. A, all you hear. Okay, now we South get it. South Park in Colorado. They play at altitude. <laughs> Used to be called the Butt Nuggets. Oh, Might have made one of those up. Jimmy Buckets, Miami <laughs> Heat, has tied the series one away. How do you see this one panning out, mate? Before game two, I was, well, I was getting the broom out. But really? I don't know. I just... Jimmy just keeps defying the odds, really. Jimmy yeah. in Miami. Jimmy is pretty sweet on you. I'm a huge Eric Spolstra fan. Oh, really? I think he has the right mentality, too. Yeah. I never trusted him because he had the big three there for so long, winning mm. titles then. But he's really shown that he can coach. He can absolutely coach. And he's got the right mentality. I think someone asked him, you know, are you worried about these stats in game three? And he said, we don't give a shit. 
Subtle. We're here to play. And it's just, that's what I want. Ricky Stewart styles. Index finger <laughs> on the desk. Just pose finger. We don't give a shit. Love it. What do you think? I think Nuggets in six. There's a, there's an Aussie Jack White yeah. in the Nuggets squad who's not getting a Can run. Can play Jack White. Apart from being the third choice goalkeeper in a winning World Cup, it's the best gig going around. You just sit on your ass and get to enjoy all the plaudits. But I tried to work yeah. out whether or not he'd be getting a ring because I think he played 17 games. That They actually don't have a cutoff point for who gets a ring or not. Oh. It's up to the organisation. So why the oh, fuck right. okay. would they not just yeah. give everyone a ring? It's like, yeah, cool, you all get one. Yeah, over the season. So it would be a bit stiff if you were like, yeah, we had a bit of a think, guys, and you don't get one. <laughs> so What's that ring one? meeting, is it? They have a ring meeting where you come in. Yeah, that's right. Pros and cons. Ring meeting would be on the phone for sure, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, uh, you've Cop got one. Price. This is your ring. <laughs> just to tell you, you're not getting any jewellery. <laughs> And I believe you saw some local basketball, mate. I did, mate. I went and saw the NBL 1 competition Saturday night, and one player that I watched play, you would not believe it. Talk to me. Guess who I saw play? No, 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 no. He was there live in person. Live. Indiana Faithful. Are you serious? I saw him. Did you talk to him? couldn't be wider. Did you talk to him? Too scared. Too scared. It was too packed. Bullshit, Bruce mate. Bolden was you there. You owe it to the Maybe Daily Brethren, all seven of them, to go out there and say, mate, are you Shane Hill? What's going on? <laughs> Did he pull off a mask? Was it like Mission Impossible so style? <laughs> he should have, yeah. Very handsome man, Indiana Faithful. Can play basketball. Really? Top of the key? Brill Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Did he have any of those? No, nah, he was very... <laughs> Very left. He's a big lefty. Bit Ginobili-like. Yeah, okay. Manu. Bit Manu-like, yeah. A bit sort of a small forward kind of player, but very, very, very high IQ basketball. Can shoot. His team got smashed. The Sydney Comets got smashed by the, the Inner West Bulls. It was an amazing game. But I just, I was watching and this guy hit a three and the lady on the mic goes, the Indiana Faithful, three points. And I just went, huh? what? <laughs> Is that who I think it is? No, it's actually it Shane Hammerhill. <laughs> the bully boy is back. Unbelievable. Well, if you go again, let me know because well, I've got a slew of questions for you, including what's it like to have your own name as your porn name? <laughs> That's a great question. Only you and Ali McBeal know the answer. Yeah. <laughs> Sonny, with my index finger hitting this desk, I will get a photo with Indiana Faithful. Please do. It is Please happening. Please do. Our pen. If you could do it wearing a Shane Hill bully boy mask, that would be tremendous. <laughs> done. Consider it done. To AFL. And the Hawthorne racism Whoa. saga is set to go all the way to the Human Rights Commission. Yeah, this is going to get uglier before it gets cleansed, my friend. Mm, very sad. Probably shouldn't use terms like cleansed when talking racial incidents. My bad. Uh, <laughs> the mid- <laughs> Jesus. The mid-season draft and Ryan Marich has been selected. He turns 19 in September and said the biggest issue with going over to WA and potentially playing for the Eagles was having to tell his Druin Woolworths they won't be able to have his ability stocking the shelves. So 
pretty sure he'll be able to handle oh. the pressures of AFL if he's worried about stock and shelves. Easiest I quit ever. Yeah. It was great scenes. <laughs> uh, why isn't there any uh, up and goes in the shelf? Stuff it. I'm up and going to WA. <laughs> Fuck you, Lorraine. I've got a flight in an hour. Enjoy your shelves. Hey, Lorraine, I've been stealing pistachios every night shift. <laughs> You'll need a scissor lift to get to the top shelf now, Lorraine, yeah. you dickhead. You want me to put that on the rack? <laughs> rack off! Hey, Lorraine, I've been sleeping with your husband for years. Stuff ya. Hey, Lorraine, he's a dud root and he blames you. You're a disgrace to the name of a quiche. Hey, Lorraine, can I get a reference? Because Simpson wants to know I've got a bit of character. Simpson. Good get, Eagles. Good get. <laughs> Bye, Lorraine. F. Prosteki Ange. Ange. F. Prosteki. G'day. Welcome to the best lamb, ham and spam store in North London. We've just arrived on Holloway Road, and at first the taste won't be great, but give it a year and let these secret herbs and spices we use settle in and this will surely become your meat obsession. Me and Georgia, yesu, want a wham bam thank you man with their lamb, ham and spam and cotton ham. We even sell Tim Tams, fizzy cans, strawberry jams and cakes and flans. Excuse me ma'am, would you like some ham with your spam? Oh, aren't you a doe? Of course I would. Thank you, man. I'll also take a can. <laughs> hey, Georgia, we got another fan. <laughs> and in Georgia's lamb, ham and spam on Holloway's in Tottenham. It's the only place to come get some good food. Yella. To golf, oh my lord, mate. The Live Golf and the PGA have merged. Sorry, what? Hang on, excuse me, pardon. Yeah. What is going on here? It's uh, Fill me in. If Super League and World Series had a fuck fest, this would be the child. So obviously we're all aware of the Live Tournament, Blood Money Saudi-backed breakaway competition. Now, there are a few yeah. stalwart loyalists like Rory McIlroy who said, I'm never going to live. I'm never. I'm going to go. I'm going to stick with the Players Golf Association. Yeah. Loyalty. Yeah. Then, overnight, they reckon about five or six people were in the room when they decided to take the Saudi-backed live and merge it with the PGA. Mm, not really involving the players in the old Players Golf Association there. So, the hypocrisy and gutlessness of... That's a hard word to say with a lisp. It Gut, is, isn't it? Gutlessness. Is it a word? I'm tongueless. <laughs> it really is. The tonguelessness of nah, those no, you in need charge. To, you need to say it. You need to say it. <laughs> the hypocrisy and gutlessness of those in charge. Yes! Those in charge yes. of the PGA, mate. The hypocrisy is louder than the fucking live party hole. So they're now basically getting funded <laughs> by the people that they've been slandering the whole time. Imagine if you were Rory McIlroy or, or one of these stars who turned down literally hundreds of millions. Hundreds. Tiger Woods turned down 800 million. And I know he's not short of a buck. But I say <laughs> I'm going to stay loyal to my company because I don't like the values yeah, that your exactly. company is using. Exactly. 
And then my company behind my back goes, actually, we're going to join with them and they're going to pay for it all. So you probably could have joined. Nothing would have changed, but you'd be a billionaire in a two in two years. It's a fucking disgrace and it is so shocking. But but what do we expect from a sport that's so blatantly been run through a long line oh. of proud slave owners? They all wear neckties. Nudists and slave owners. It's this is what we're dealing with now. I don't understand. Can I just go on a bit of a, a bit of a Please. tangent here? Of course you can. Take it to the back nine. Oh, hello. I know about that. Woke society now. Here we go. Everything's so woke now, but we still... This new thing of billionaire terrorists owning sports is allowed. How is it allowed? Sports washing is like the final, the final frontier. So let's just run the rule over the last couple yeah. of years, shall we? FIFA World Cup. Yeah. Funded by it. Oh. Live Golf, yeah, funded by it. Newcastle United, funded by it. Man City, funded by it. Like it is just tick, 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 tick in terms of sport washing, and it's working. It's fucking disgraceful. Oh my god. Yeah, it's going to be interesting seeing. It's a it's, blight. It's a blight on the woke community. They're not doing their job. You're not allowed to assume your next door neighbour is an Uber driver, but they're allowed to suck on the teat of blood money. Shout out to Shoggy. It's a disgrace. <laughs> You guys stood by us toxic white males through centuries of our crimes against humanity. You rolled around in the blood money. And occasionally when you wanted to sneak off and hook up with the black dude, if you got caught, you said it wasn't consensual. Yeah, that's what you did. That's what you did. So why don't you shut up, sit down next to me and take your talking to. Netball and Collingwood Netball Club win their last home game in incredibly emotional scenes, Mastodon. I watched this last Sunday. Bloody top team too. Yeah, in front of a packed house and they had to hold on to beat a fast finishing Adelaide Thunderbirds by three goals. Hmm. Both the captains, they've got joint captains and they spoke so eloquently and and passionately post-game, basically saying, look, we no longer exist as a club, it's out of our hands, but thank you so much for all your support. Be sure to support the individual going forward effectively after yeah. they've been forced to depart a club that you know in this oh so humble narrator's opinion uh simply were derelict in their duty they didn't do anything to support netball as a sport or their netballers. Our so pen. go and get stuffed collingwood hope you get done in the prelim yeah. and jordan goey koshu as well i did notice though in, the, in that game gotta respect these netballers they're awesome got passion they've got skills they've got sportsmanship sportspersonship mm. sorry guys i won't take the saudi money either <laughs> Or person. Or personship. <laughs> in the team song at the end of it, they sang good old Collingwood for two weeks. Amazing. <laughs> um, that's brilliant. Oh, suffer, Isn't Collingwood. That great. It's in their that's team song. Uh, forever, is it? Uh, no, we took all your money and put it into football. No, it's not. It's actually for another fortnight. <laughs> Enjoy. You know, I'd be a big Collingwood fan, Lorraine, 100%. Hey, get stuff, Lorraine. I'm going to WA and I'm going to beat the pies, Lorraine. Speaking of pies, haven't stacked them. Cheers, Lorraine. Bye. Yeah, cheers, Lorraine. What'd you get? Rabbit food. Again. Me too. I think mine's still growing. You blokes want something from the shop? You bloody ripper. Bloody unreal. Four and twenty. The great Australian taste. To baseball and Tampa oh, Bay. Oh, 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 what a night. night. Nah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> the Tampa Bay are still dominating the American League and the LA Dodgers and Atlanta Braves are duking it out for top spot on the other side. We are now 62 games into the season. <laughs> Just 120 games to go until playoffs. <laughs> Mommy, when does Daddy get home? Never. Never. He plays professional sport in a belt. It makes no sense. Oh, what a night. Oh, what a night. (laughs) To Formula One now. It's redemption in Spain for our friend of the pod, Martin Brundle. When he was complimented oh, on his grid walk by both Michael him. Douglas and Catherine Zeta-Jones. He seemed quite chuffed about this, Marty. Oh, the Brundle Bumble. It's a new thing. The Brundle Bumble. <laughs> it's fantastic. How good is he? He's unreal, He's man. He's my new favourite man. Yeah. So it was Michael Douglas and Catherine Zeta-Jones. They were complimenting yeah. him about how great he was. Michael, Catherine, two amazing actors, of course. Stop for a second and say what an excellent job you do week in and week out. I'm amazing. so impressed both here at the pit and your colour commentary. You're amazing. Um, you know, I really appreciate it. You've made my day. Thank you very much. Your career's been super busy at the moment. We're, I'm taking a break myself. Good. Sounds busy. Lovely to see you. I was about to give a bit of shit to Michael Douglas, but I forgot that he's, um, he's got the old pussy throat cancer, Mickey D. Has he been eating Fajutschuk? Yeah, he, he, got it, he got it on the Fajutschuk. <laughs> he got throat cancer years ago and he claimed it was from going down it. on his wife. Oh. <laughs> Which, by the way, pretty harsh on the old CZJ. Isn't it? On the old Irvajuts. Fajuts cancer. What's going on down there? I don't know. Jesus. He sounded like <laughs> I did in that voicemail earlier. <laughs> and I can guarantee you I did not get it that way. Poor Catherine. Oh, tell me about Blamed it. Blamed it on her vagina. Just God. seeping out the big C from the big crevice. <laughs> and for those keeping count at home, it was Max No Mates for Stappen getting another victory. No Mates all by himself on the podium oh, as per. No Mates. To surfing now, brah. Dude, you get the best barrels ever, dude. Just like you pull in and you just get spit right out of them. And you just drop in and just smack the lip. Whoop! Drop down. Say, bah! And then after that, you just drop in, just ride the barrel and get pitted. So pitted like that. You indeed. Can I get it in a sentence? And Ethan, what's doing? Ewing receives death threats due to Brazilian <laughs> rivals questioning the judges' scores in the Californian wave pool event. What? Jesus. Yeah. What's doing one on a countback against Brazilian surfing turd floater Gabby Funky Cold Medina? And Funky Cold <laughs> was far from stoked. They put the pig's head on the top of the surfboard. Oh, yeah, you got the, the conch death out. Went, no what? thanks. <laughs> Gabby the Gob went on to complain online in an open letter to the WSL. He said they're not rewarding tricks and progression and that there's an agenda against the, quote, Brazilian storm dominating world surfing. Calm down, Gobby. <laughs> then the online abuse, Mace, went through the roof. So that's when things got a bit murky. The online abuse included some comments like, what's a, it's a Portuguese accent, I suppose, isn't it? How about do I just it, don't please. do it? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, you should. No, nah, you should do it. Juan de. Juan de. It's too, it's too like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> are you about to sing the girl from Ipanema? And Rest the girl place. from Ipanema will kill you, Ethan, girl from... No, I won't. 
tall and tan and young and lovely The girl from Ipanema goes walking And when she passes, each one she passes goes ah. One day you will compete here in Brazil And us will remember you Get ready, one punter wrote Another one wrote, I'm saying here again Here in Brazil here in, That's where it is I'm saying here again here in Brazil, we will kill you. This will be your funeral. Okay. <laughs> Not really uh, chilled out surfer vibes. Queenslander, oh, what's geez. doing Ewing, clearly intimidated by Gabby the Gob's brethren of fellow turd floaters, posted his own yeah. message responding, quote, how good are surfing fans? Oh, perfect. Really, Love uh, it. Really quaking in his Havianas, isn't he? <laughs> Fucking Gabby the Gob. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Stop saying that! To the squared circle now and boxing, Timmy Don't Call Me Costa Zoo has had his preparation for this month's title bout hampered after being bitten by a mate's dog. Wow, a Shih Tzu, I reckon. Must have been. Shih Tzu? It's a layup. I love it. It's a layup. Timmy Timmy bitten by a Shih Tzu Zoo. I thought it might have been a PBGB, but that's fine. I has a quote from uh, from Timmy, don't call me Kosha Shitsu Zitsu. Zitsu? <laughs> Sounds like a Zen master from Japan with pimples. The art of Zitsu. I think that's a shop next to Andrew's <laughs> and Spam Ham and Lambs. So, Timmy, don't call me Kosha Shitsu Zitsu. Damn it, I did it again. <laughs> Righto, guess what? That's his name. Shih Tzu Shih Tzu is his name from now on. <laughs> it's a tricky one. It's real tricky. Oh. It's a real tricky one. You don't know what it's like it's to have a tongue tricky. too big for your head, mate. <laughs> a brain too small for it and a tongue too big for it. Timmy, don't call me Kosha Shih Tzu Shih Tzu said, I visited a friend and I guess the dog <laughs> so just... stupid. It's so stupid. I visited a friend... <laughs> And I guess the dog just smelt me and went at it. It wasn't bad, but yeah, he definitely didn't like me. Oh, the beauty of quotes. The humorist Zitsu came out and continued, It was funny. I was in my operating bed and getting ready to go into surgery. And all I could hear in the background was someone watching KO and a little ad comes up. Tim Zoo fighting on the Gold Coast. And I just said to the nurse, Tim Zoo's not fighting on the Gold Coast at this moment in time. Weirdest quote. Seinfeld, eat your heart out. A future in stand-up beckons for Zitsu. <laughs> Pending any more brain damage. Far out. Shitsu Zitsu. How's the economy of words? He could have just gone, I'm not. Oh. You're right. Tim Zoo's not it. fighting on the Gold Coast at the this Coast moment now. in time. Just He's got his index got finger. The in- Tim Zoo's not fighting. <laughs> just count backwards from 10, would you, champ? Don't call me Kosha Zitsu Zitsu. Said it was just a bit of fat that was visible. Just a bit of blood. I was hanging the two pieces of meat together. Yeah, so that's, uh, for anyone playing at home, the medical term for when your arm has been chewed through by a dog. Meat. <laughs> Fair humanoid. Meat. I know. It confused me then. I thought it was like, so who got bitten? Porterhouse steak. Yeah, he had a steak through his arm. Cut around the meat. Cut around the meat. Cut around the meat. I'll tell you what, you can take the zitsu out of Russia, but struth. Oh, they're tough boys. They certainly are. Thankfully, his June 18 opponent, Carlos Ocampo, is not a South poor. (laughs) 
<laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Hopefully no demons for don't call me Kostya Shitsu Zitsu. Hey, speaking of demons, to tennis, Ooh. where confusion reigns at the French Open, Alex Demon Demonor complaining of having, quote, big balls. <laughs> Sorry, what's that, Demon? <laughs> Might want to hit up the apps, champ. So, quote, I think it's just tough, especially on the surface, but I think also these balls, they're just very heavy and get very big quickly. He continues, naturally, they are heavy balls. And it takes literally one game for the balls to get pretty big. <laughs> and then you have to go and play another six games or eight games with those balls. And they get massive. Almost like they don't have a lot of pressure. Yeah, but what about the tennis, Alex? Yeah, sure, it's tennis balls. New balls, please. Tell me about it. New genetics, please. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about bags? My old housemate in Brisbane. No. James Bagley. Bags. Bags by name, bags by nature. He had the biggest set of cags you've ever seen, right? His cock was normal size, <laughs> but it looked like a cashew on a pillowcase. He he used to snore and it would shake the house. And my theory was that it's because his nuts would go so low, they would cover his asshole and create a vacuum. So <laughs> it snored <laughs> <laughs> but Bags Name wasn't Bagley It was a Bagley His name was James Bags Bagley And he had Honestly mate Like absolute His jocks were a pillowcase Huge If he dressed either side He'd tuck it into his pantaloons Or his knickerbockers oh, My jaw hurts He used to go to oh, uni uh, As like a, a boarder basically He lived on campus And every year They would have like Their own like talent show Like a red faces thing And every year He would compete And his trick was showing his nuts every year. I'm like, what's the trick? He goes, oh, they're pretty big. So he would do that. But every year he got beaten by a bloke called the slug. Oh, no. If their powers combined, big slug. Well, kind of. The slug would always go up last, <laughs> reluctantly, cheers, and he would get a large, like a pot glass of yeah. Baileys and he would put his penis in it and slug it up. With What are you talking about? Like through his, what are you talking? What are you talking about? <laughs> he would drink the Baileys with his cock. What, like a vacuum? No, like a drink. Like instead of using your mouth to slip something up through a straw, he'd use the eye of his and penis. And pour it into his penis. He wouldn't pour it in. He'd drink it. He'd slug it up. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Black Mirror episode. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Holy shit. So, two things quickly. Why do bags keep entering? You're not going to beat the slug. Oh Come God. on, man. Secondly, how do you know you're good at that? Maybe we can all Maybe, do it. Did you go to an X-rated Hogwarts as your high school? What the fuck is this place? <laughs> I actually saw a couple of Hogwarts on bags as testies one night. No, it's one of those things that we could probably all do, it's just that this creep one night went, I reckon I could drink a uh, skewy of... Uh... Bailey's. <laughs> pretty <laughs> so pretty viscous. Pretty viscous. So yeah. thick. Water would have started done. with no. water. What about milk? No. <laughs> okay. Warmer. Warmer. <laughs> I got another mate who lived at that same house called Brumhole and Brummy... <laughs> Used to, if he saw an ad, I live in England as well, and if he saw an ad for Bailey's, he'd have to buy a bottle. He would have to buy a bottle. 
Brumhole is now the creator of Bluey, by the way, but that's by the by. He um, he would have to buy it. But yeah, Bags. Shout out to Bags, man. Shout out to Bags. Shout out to Slug. Shout out to Brumhole. Three of the crates. <laughs> Three of the crates. Little asterisks on, um, on Bags. He also had a saxophone and didn't really know how to play it and... <laughs> Once played Baker Street nude on the deck of our house at three in the morning, the night that Alfie Langer returned to win game three of Origin for us. We need bags on this podcast <laughs> immediately. Index finger in use. He, that is the weirdest paragraph anyone's ever said. Ever. Uh, Did he play it well? Did he do Baker Street well? I nailed it. <laughs> The neighbours weren't too wrapped with it, but stuff them. Kokonakis is out, so no Aussies remain. And the doubles pairing of Miyu Kato and Aldila... Sujati are disqualified after accidentally hitting a ball kid. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I know. I would have loved to have been a ball kid. They need shields, the ball the kids. The highlight in the Aussie Open is when they take a specky, like they do a little classic catch in the slips court. Yeah, I like court that. Yeah, just I need like to harden that. up and know how to catch. So Escape from Alcaraz has taken care of the Greek Mandela in the quarters, so he looks set to take on the physical embodiment of a pencil with an eraser on the end, Novak Djokovic in the semis. Oh, Sabalenka's looking God. strong in the ladies. And Kasper Rude Dude, our boy. Ranked? He's ranked number four still. They don't touch those wow. rankings. He's going to take on Holger Rune in an all-Nordic quarterfinal. He could well actually make the final, you know. <laughs> Oh, Rune God. is coming off a controversy. He narrowly avoided defeat in an epic five-setter, thanks in part to deceiving the chair umpire when he won a pivotal point after the ball had bounced twice. And he still hit oh. it. Cheeky monkey. Oh, classic. Cheeky. Double like bounce, that. Rune. Classic. Yeah, well. <laughs> Mate, if you, get a chance, glance, if, if you get a chance, glance across to the French because they're rowdy as and they're booing everyone. It's hilarious. All the tennis players are really getting their britches in a bunch because they're attributing it to the fact that they're selling beer on the go now. They've got the guy, guys walking around with 10 oh, the beer guy, pints, yeah. the, the cool. beer guns. So they're all just yeah. shit-faced and all the tennis players are like, nah, <laughs> not a huge fan of this. This isn't helping. <laughs> they're already dicks and now they've just added that. I know, I know. If you can't oh. laugh at a moth on the court, you might as well get shit-faced. Really, smarty pants? What did French land give us? We invented the democracy, existentialism, and the blowjob. <laughs> Those are three pretty good things. <laughs> hey, well, that last one's pretty cool. To athletics, <laughs> Jessica Hull, the ship. She breaks the 1,500-metre national record for the Aussies. Our middle-distance runners are looking in fine fettle, Mason. We've got yeah, Stuart we're McSween, we've got... Drug-free spag bowl. Yeah, redemption story. Slurping up the field in Paris. And, of course, the nation's darling, Gout Gout, friend of the pod. So things are looking strong there. (laughs) Nina Kennedy came third in the pole vault. She's top inspiration for all the girls out there. Oh, boys! Oh, boys. On your knees. How do you get into pole vault? Is that like knowing you can slug Baileys through your dick? How do you discover you have an aptitude for that sport? Oh, I might go jump over that fence. Yeah, you want a bamboo stick or anything? Oh, yeah. Give us a crack. Maybe we're all really awesome at pole vault and drinking yes. milky liqueur through our sexual appendages. We just don't know. 
and Slug and Neens are the ones to show us, to lead us the way. I've said it for years. In Slug we <laughs> trust, mate. And finally, Jim Hines, the first sprinter to run under 10 seconds for the 100 metres, has died at the age of 76. Rest in peace. Which got me thinking, Mace. Got me thinking. Talk to me. You taking me to the false start? I'm taking you to the tape. Musing. When is it too young? At what age do you do you not say that? Oh, they died too young. Yeah, great question. Brain Over seventy-five, I reckon. Yeah, okay. I reckon in your sixties. Oh, they died too young. Because okay, I'm forty now, so I'm like, yeah, that is too young. So, what's the life expectancy? Eighty-three-ish. So yeah, technically, So if someone dies at birth. Does that mean someone else is living to be 166? Come on, man. So technically, we're going to probably live to be between 70 and 90, you'd think. When you when someone you find out someone dies, like 60, you go, you oh, instantly go, geez, they're too young. But 71, you go, oh, okay. And then you go, geez, that's a bit young still, isn't it? So it's not the instant, yeah, it's I not think the 70s, instant young. 70s is a cutoff. If, you, if you're like, oh, I was just getting into my stride, you had your time. You had a crack, mate. <laughs> Pull your finger out. Stop resting on your laurels, slug. I was just getting going. Oh, I was just hitting me stride. You're 70, mate. Move on. I just got to Bailey's. I was sucking Bailey's through me cock. Now I got the water. I was just getting going. Oh, I just, mate, I just moved on to Kahlua. Spewing. Wouldn't have been good if it actually came out of his mouth. He started spewing it. That would impress me. I'm assuming he just clenches and holds it in there for a while. Like, what do you, how does what it happens release? It? What does it seep out of his pores? How does it work? How does that work? Does he get drunk? Oh, no, but his dick does. It does all sorts. Your Honour, it wasn't drunk me. Dick. My penis was drunk. Literally the epitome of drunk dick. Yeah, limp he dick. Ha- he has it. <laughs> Sorry, Dal. Can't shag you tonight. <laughs> I wouldn't want to see that slurring. This is the largest slug species in the world, and I have brought one for each and every one of you. Go ahead. It's not going to bite you. To football, the A-League Grand Final ends in a fairy tale where after a 10-year hiatus, the aptly named Central Coast Mariners get the job done in a tennis score, 6-1. And our boy, the cum dog with a hat trick. Cum dog, triple cum dog, Scottish triple cum dog, one of the great triples. Unbelievable. Great pens. He's moving off to the illustrious football world of India after this, so it was a hell of a (laughs) sign-off. One of the great wins and one of the great stories, actually, about Central Coast being nearly gone during COVID. Yeah, totally. And surviving with only a few heads running the ship. Did you see that interview with the owner? Yeah, yeah. The uh, CEO, a great interview, him breaking down, saying we were done. We were done and dusted. We were buried. And look where we are now. And the coach on the sideline was an absolute character. If anyone out there can put it up on our socials, his celebrations yeah. for each goal was absolutely... <laughs> Sensei. It's like the sixth one he's doing cartwheels. Like, mate, put it away. Heaps of chainsaws. You've won. Put it away, mate. You've won. Yeah. <laughs> the FA Cup's been run and won by City. They had a goal after 12 seconds, the fastest ever. They're going for the treble this weekend. Unbelievable goal too. Inter, and they'll get that. Mourinho loses the Euros and isn't happy about it. Bit of Matilda watch, mate. Bruce is on board. Bruce McAvaney, oh the special God. one. 
is on board for Channel 7's coverage. He's doing it for us. He's doing it for Sammy Kerr, God, God Kerr. He's doing it for us. You know He's doing it. it for God Kerr in those moments. Absolutely. It's another Cathy moment coming, mate. You'd like to think so. She might get the Lycra out and have a crack down the wings. Away, Freeman out well. A mighty roar surrounds the stadium. Hogan Boyer wide sailing. Freeman, they're holding their stagger early. Graham's gone out strongly in the back straight. She's in the middle. So down the back, Cathy, three from the left. Graham's gone out really hard to Guevara. Freeman going strongly up to almost halfway. She's three from the top. You can see Graham inside of her, probably in front. Mary's having a good run. This is where Cathy exploded in Atlanta. Graham's in front of her. Freeman's got work to do here. There's about 150 to go. Guevara and Mary are right up. It's going to be a big finish. Into the straight, Graham leads. Freeman runs up to her. Mary inside. Cathy lifting. Goes up to Graham. Takes the lead. Looks a winner. Draws away from Graham and Mary. This is a famous victory. A magnificent performance. What a legend. What a champion. I wouldn't mind just... Can I throw a little tail end on to Central Coast? 100%. Just want to take it to the corner, speaking of the Central Coast Mariners, and two future Socceroos that I think will come through that were playing mm-hmm. for Central Coast. Sammy Silvera, oh, yeah. the little winger. He is future 22-year-old, and Max Ballard, the midfield machine for Central Coast. Two Aussie young Socceroos, Ollie Roos, I'm pretty sure, Oof. will be at the next World Cup... And will take us to glory, my friend. Will take us to glory. I love it. I like Sammy Silvera. Silvera, yeah. Danced around, scored, and then hit that inside cross to the header. Mm -hmm. You know he's born in England. Oh, no. But he's he's rightfully just dethroned himself and gone there. Who was the other one? Maxi who? Maxi Ballard, glue guy, right in the middle. Maxi Ballard, the clag man. Oh, yeah. The clag man in in the central central coast midfield, just yeah. holding everything together. These two were unbelievable Saturday night. They were incredible. I loved everything they were giving. They deserved everything they got. Congrats. Melbourne City didn't play hard enough. Central Coast deserved every six goals and championship. Ah. Uh, Ah, Pen and inner city Barada. How did you go with your knee injury, mate? Did you have to sub yourself off? Did you win? It happened in the last ten minutes, and we lost by a point. Oh, you cost them. Newtown, Newtown ballers. (laughs) Shit. Don't need that. Don't need that. How'd the Digabats go, my friend? Mate, Digabats the ten forty last week. We had a forfeit, which is great. So we got the points there, and then we had a three-one win with the depleted squad last week. We are top of the league. I didn't play because I was absolutely crook as a perch, as a PBGB. Shitsu zitsu. Yeah, crook as a shitsu zitsu. So I haven't played, which I'm spewing about. I'm stinging to play Monday, but yeah, we are top of the league. So we Flying. are top of the league. Mace, let's get into our main headline. We need to immediately. Oh, baby. You know what time it is. It's time to get those pants off, baby. Get ready. Sit back. Put that incense right around that room now. It's time for Sonny's main sport headlines. Oh, Drop that beat. 
All right, mate. The main headline this week is one of the biggest in Australian sporting history. And oh. people might think that's a bit hyperbolic, but it is not. Ange, our Ange, post a cloud glue, not only won the treble last week with Celtic. Mm-hmm. Fair effort. Mm-hmm. Within mm-hmm. days, he has signed and is going to be Tottenham Hotspurs manager. Just quickly, food for thought while we're talking about him. We need a new nickname for Ange. He's not going to be He's postering Clag Glue. Not going to be clagging up any posters anytime soon. Angelo, so, something Angelo, Spursy, Ange and Ham. Spursy, we'll work on something. Ange and ha- <laughs> Ange we'll work and on something. Oi, Matt. Put the bacon batty and Tetley Kappa with six sugars on old. We've gone and signed the bloody best coach in the bleeding world. Future trophies galore for come on you Spurs. It's Edge's poster clag glue, innit? Not five. Six sugars, ma, you daft. Where do you want to start with this, mate? What are your feelings? I'm just so proud. Makes yep. me very proud as an Aussie sports fan. And I couldn't yep. be more happy for the man. Yeah. I haven't really got anything silly to say about him this week, nah. you know. He would be walking around with a Mars bar and a Coke, but this is the hey, biggest... Hey, Diet Pepsi Max, mate. Diet Pepsi Max. Sorry, my apology. My apology. But this is the bit, one of the biggest stories in Australian sporting history. This man well, is what huge. he's conquered now. Well, considering where he's come from, you know, like 15 years ago, he was unemployed and unemployable. He was coaching kids for free in Melbourne. It's bizarre. Oh, so bizarre. let's put his career of coaching in context. So he played Please. at South Melbourne and he played four games for Australia as a stodgy defender. He is an all-out attack merchant as a manager, and yeah. there is a pattern emerging when you look at his career. So if you can stick with me, I am taking it to the corner hard on Ange. Ah, Penn, let's do it. He deserves it. 1996, Mastodon. Yeah. He is signed by South Melbourne in the NSL. It takes him a year to settle in. Then the following year, he wins the title, breaking a seven-year drought. He then goes back-to-back as well. He won in 99 the Oceania Club Championship. Huge, which then led them to South Melbourne participating in the 2000 FIFA Club World Championship, playing against the likes of, you know, Real Madrid and Man United. In 2000, he takes over the Socceroos youth side. Now, this, if you'll remember, is when he had that on-air Barney with Craig Foster. Is this when it happened with Fozzie? Yeah. Yeah. So they failed to qualify for the 2007 Under-20 World Cup. And Fozzie laid it into him, right? And you know what's funny about this? This always gets brought up, this feud, like, oh, they hate each other, or this, that, and the other. Complete bullshit. Couldn't be more opposite. They're two people who are passionate about Australian football. Absolutely. If you want to see people arguing about AFL or rugby league, turn on 360 tonight. People will be passionately arguing things. This is standout rare for the last 20 years because there's not enough coverage in Australia for football. There's not enough passionate people Absolutely. in Australian football. Uh, so when you get two people who are intent on Australian footballing success at loggerheads, they're going to back themselves. And they've since That's buried right. the hatchet and there's been nothing but praise for both of them on either side. Fozzie for his refugee work. Love it. Ange for his football work. Are you going to take responsibility? I'll answer your own questions. If you're going to ask me a question, let me finish, and I'll, I'll be happy to answer your next question. Please I do. take I take full responsibility for it, Fuzzy. I, I always have in my career. Brilliant. In terms of my coaching quality, uh, in terms of my coaching quality, I'd love you to come down to a session, mate, because in the six years I've been in charge, I haven't seen you at a qualifier. Well, I, I don't, I don't have World to Cup. go to your sessions. I see your quality oh, oh, you on the park. To. I see your quality okay, on the park. Okay. All okay, I'm saying is fine. you're you're okay. paid. You're a professional coach mm-hmm. who's paid 
to get us Correct. through in two qualifiers. You yeah. didn't do it. And you're yeah. saying that you take responsibility, you're not just going to point yeah. to the players and the conditions and everything else. So as a professional media analyst, and, and, and you are very passionate about it, which I commend you on, why don't you go to the effort of making sure your research is right? Why don't you go to the effort of maybe coming to a training session instead yeah. of just sitting at a million miles Listen, away not, and, and making assumptions? you're not paid to win training sessions, okay. Ange. You're not paid to win training oh, okay. sessions. You're paid to qualify these teams through AFC. Your results tell everything, Ange. That, that's what okay, you're paid for. So you're for, saying Ange. I should resign. So you're saying I should resign. I think that's you should, your opinion. Yeah. Is that right? That's my okay, opinion. Fine. So you've okay. So you've stated your opinion. Let's yeah. move on. What well, else? If the people who I put a lot more credibility in than yeah, your yeah, assumption yeah. Okay. or right, your fine. analysis, fine. I'm just right, going so on your results, fine. right? I'm not attacking you personally. Okay. I'm I know saying, you are. yes, you. Well, okay. You're not attacking me personally. That's great. I feel much better because you're a really close mate. I don't care. You're thinking me personally. We're not here to be mates. What are you talking about? No, I'm not here to be your friend. I'm saying you're paid to get results to a certain degree, and you didn't get them. So he leaves there. He's unemployed. An unemployable, he thinks. He becomes a pundit on Fox Sports. He's a consultant to the FFV in Victoria. He feels like he can't work in Australia again. So he goes to the Greek third division. He coaches in the Greek third division for a bit. He then comes wow. back to Melbourne because he thinks he has unfinished business in Australia. He coaches the high and mighty Whittlesea Zebras back in Melbourne and runs coaching <laughs> clinics for kids in the city for free. He was oh unemployable 15 years ago, wow. mate. Unemployable. 15 years ago is nothing. Nothing. So in 2009 is when it starts mm. to break for our Ange. He replaces Frank Beep Beep Farina as manager of the Brisbane Raw. This is where I want you to start paying attention because there are patterns emerging. He released eight players on entry. He said, eight of you, you don't fit my style, you're out. Including names like Tommy Orr and Craig Moore. Big names. He asked everyone, don't judge me on my first year. My system has to get in place. First year is okay. Second year, Postacoglu leads them to the premiership and the championship. He wins the grand final 4-2 on penalties in front of 52,000 at Lang Park. Seminal moment in Australian sport in terms of football. What an incredible team this Brisbane Raw side is. It's Brisbane's day. It's Brisbane's season. It's Brisbane's time. Ange Postacoglu's team claim the championship to go with the Premiership. And for the first time in the A-League era, we could say, Brisbane Raw, champions of Australia. The Raw only lost one game all season and go on a 36-game unbeaten run. raw Salona, okay? That broke the Australian <laughs> football record. The following year, he becomes the first manager to win back-to-back A-League titles. That gives him four national titles. More than any other manager Amazing. in Amazing. Australian history. 2012, he moves to Melbourne Victory. I'm always trying to prove a point about one thing or another. That's, I guess that's just my nature. And I just felt, well, okay, I, people know what, I've, what I can do and I've done here at, at Brisbane. And uh, maybe I can show I've got other strings to my bow. And, you know, and, and maybe whilst job security and my job is probably paramount, it's something that doesn't sit well with me. And... Uh, I'm, you know, I'm better coaching on the edge, so uh, you know, I decided to make that decision. But it wasn't a reflection on the club or the players in any way. Guess what he does? He releases 10 players. Nah, don't fit my style, you're gone. Players including Harry Kuehl. So he's not afraid to chop big heads. Mm. He signs eight more who fit his style of play. It takes him a year to settle in. The following year, they make the prelim. 2013, 
The call goes out to him. You've got to replace Holger Osik as Socceroos coach. We're struggling. He's tasked with regenerating Australian football. No small task. The golden generation mm. are waning and we need to set up mm. for the future. He takes us to the mm. World Cup where we're exciting but resoundingly beaten. If you remember the Cahill mm. volley in the 3-2 loss to the Dutch, that's under Ian. Do. Oh. The ball's dangerous. Twenty fifteen. Again, he's had a year or so to settle in. He wins the Asian Cup on home soil. The biggest thing we've ever done as football in this country. Absolutely. A trophy. Australia has done it. The Socceroos, kings of the continent for the first time. They're the champions of Asia in twenty fifteen. He then qualifies for the two thousand eighteen World Cup and stood himself down immediately as coach afterwards. Now This is where things take a turn where some people viewed this as him abandoning us, Australian football. And that is, it's quite simply just poorly informed. When he signed on with the Socceroos, he said, look, I'll help you. I'll I'll do this because I'm passionate about Australian football. I'll help you regenerate and I'll help you get this and I'll win you trophies. He did all those. In return, Mm. he said, you need to support grassroots football. You need to put money in. Not him, but football. You need to support Australian Mm. football. The stuff that Arnie's banging on about now. Like all of them are, yeah. The Balmain West Tigers have a center of excellence. The Socceroos do not. It is a disgrace. It still is. Disgrace. So he turned and said, "Look, guys, you've let me down. You've broken all your promises. I've got you to the World Cup, but that was it. Like I was going to quit six months ago, but I've got to get these boys there." So he gets them to the World Cup. He leaves. The J League come calling in Japan. He goes to Yokohama. Now the first year when he gets there, relegation trouble, but he gets them up to twelfth. It takes him a year to settle in. The following year, he's courted by Greece and was on the verge of being Greece national coach. But he decides to Mm. stick it out with Yokohama because they tell him they'll give him a season minimum. That season, he becomes the first Aussie to win the J-League. He broke a 15-year drought. So far, we know he takes a year to settle in. He culls anyone he doesn't fit in, and he breaks droughts with trophies. 2021, he gets appointed Celtic manager. He's roundly mocked and derided on arrival by all. Absolutely mm-hmm. all and sundry. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I wanted him to sell, to be honest. Is this a wind-up? I think we might have to... Uh, uh, breaking news coming out of Scotland here. The Celtic have applied for exemption with UEFA for Yokohama Marino's boss, uh, Posta Ku- was it Posta Kuglu, <laughs> to manage in Europe. He does not hold the required UEFA Pro licence. Oh, this has got to be a wind-up. No. Dear, oh dear. What do you think? Oh, he'd be a great manager. <laughs> Where did they they come up with these guys from? Honestly, I shouldn't wallow in your despair, but I'm loving every minute of it. Celtic at the time were languishing 25 points behind their fierce rivals, Rangers, and were looking in dire straits. In his two seasons at the helm, he again gutted the team, brought in his own style of player, and won five out of six available trophies, and the respect of every pundit, and more importantly, in my opinion, the hearts of every single Celtic fan. Amazing. Champions again. Champions again, because I am a lucky man. 
It's 2023. And as much as those Celtic fans are heartbroken, they respect him because he didn't abandon them. He did the job. He did all the things that he said he would do. And he's moving on to greener pastures. He's now at the helm of a big six EPL side in Tottenham Hotspur. He is the only Aussie to ever do so. There is a pattern here, mate. He comes in. He guts the team. Even big players. Watch out, Harry Kane. You want to stick around for money? Mm -hmm. Fuck off to Real Madrid. I'll get someone I like in. (laughs) He signs his style of player. And then he takes them to glory. He takes a season for him to gel, but then he wins. He's a winner. He wins everything in sight. Levy, give this man time. Give him a season, and I promise you, you will get returns. I promise you, you'll get returns. You hold this boy's future in your hands, committee. It's a valuable future. Believe me, don't destroy it. Protect it. Embrace it. It's going to make you proud one day, I promise you. Look, there's every chance he's sacked by Christmas. That's the way the Premier League works. Mm. It is a lion's den and he's getting thrown to the wolves and that's a mixed metaphor, but it kind of works. The amount of Tottenham fans in Australia, you know his first game is going to be in Australia as Tottenham manager. They're touring here. It's going to be really? sick. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's going to be Imagine awesome. Imagine Tottenham at the G with Ange at the oh, helm. stop it. Put the boots so on, good. Ange. Get him on. I'm sorry to drag everyone through taking it to the corner no, there, but we need to know no, where sunny, this bloke sunny. has come from. That was fucking mint. That was awesome. You think about the person in your life, as I've always said to you, it could be your mum, could be your dad, could be your brother, sister, uncle, grandfather, partner, friend, coach, somebody in your life that... When you started, believed in you more than anyone else. Well done, when you said, I want to play football and you were passionate about it, they're the ones that made the sacrifices. They're the ones that pushed you. That when people said to you, you're not good enough, they're the ones that picked you up and said, no, no, you keep going. Oh, bad luck. Come on, Jack. Think about that person. Think about how that person's going to feel when we win tonight. When they're at home and the text messages start coming through to them. And people ringing them and people sharing the experience with them. And when they wake up tomorrow morning in Australia and everyone wants to talk to them, they'll feel like it's them that's achieved it. And you know what? It is them. Because that's who you're walking out with tonight. When I walk out, my old man's next to me. He's a hard man, my old man. Still is today. But he's the one that kept saying to me, no, you can keep doing what you're doing. You're going to love this game and you're going to make it to the very top. Hard man, though. We won the Asian Cup, said fucking went to his place because he can't travel. Here's the Asian Cup medal. Dad, he goes, well done, son. But if you'd made a substitution a little bit earlier and you stopped this playing out from the back shit, you wouldn't have gone into extra time and you'd be fine. Still a hard man. Can't please him. That's who made me. He walks out with me tonight. So you reckon if my old man was out there, he'd be afraid of Germans, Argentinians, Brazilians? That's not what he's instilled to me when I was young. That's not the people who made that sacrifice for you in your life. That's not how they raised you. So let them walk out with you tonight. That when the opposition are looking across at you, they're not just looking at you, they're looking at what made you. They're looking at the people who made you. You wouldn't be sitting here today unless there was a person in your life who just gave you the most enormous love and belief you know what? I don't give a fuck what happens to me, what people say about me, what challenges I have, I'm going to fucking make it. All right, enjoy your lunch. 
We need to know where he came from because he has quite literally come from nothing. He didn't have a job 15 years ago, and now he's mm. breaking barriers around the world. And blokes like Pep Guardiola are going, yeah, great appointment. He's a gun. Yeah. He doesn't know how to defend, but he doesn't care. He'll score more than the other mob. And if they give him time, this will be one hell of a ride for us to watch. I think it's the perfect move for Tottenham. They're in the perf- This is what Ange does for teams like this. The disappointment in teams, he erases it and makes well, them win it. trophies. He breaks droughts. He breaks, he breaks droughts. And this is exactly what Tottenham are. They're a drought-stricken club. Oh, my Lord. That's it. Two trophies and they've been the poultry B-grade Carling Cups in the last, what, 60 years? Absolutely. So it's a per- everyone thinks it's a bad move. It's perfect. I think it's perfect as well, provided they give him time. The thing that's giving me hope is that they have given him a four-year contract. So I know contracts mean nothing, but right. at least it wasn't, ah, here's two and we'll see how you go. Here's one and we'll get yeah, someone else. that's right. That's he right. was down the pecking order. There's a dream there. But mate, if he gets given time, I know I've just said it 15 times, give me time to say it one more time. If they give him time, <laughs> we'll be talking about him winning the FA Cup in two years. He'll be making Europe... In two oh. years, he'll be such oh. a great thing for the Premier League in this country, for Tottenham as a club, and for all fans of that team. And they should be wrapped and proud to have him as a manager. Ah, uh, Pen, we need a book from Ange immediately. What would the book be called? It'd be made in slices of ham instead of pages. <laughs> Choose and your would own the adventure. binder be with glue? Clag glue? Clag glue, Clag. for sure. A lot of posters in there. It takes you a year to get into the book, and then you've got to rip out all the key pages and put your own in, <laughs> and then it's just a bestseller. We love you, Ange. Love you so much, Ange. We best love of you, luck, Ange. Levy. Best of Keep luck. Keep your fucking hands off him, please. Keep your hands let's off give him, him. Let's please. give him a little applause. Let's give Ange a little clap. <laughs> On you, Ange. Those in charge at Tottenham, keep your hands off him. And more importantly, keep your hams off him. <laughs> you call hamburgers steamed hams? Yes. Yes, and you call them steamed hams despite the fact they are obviously grilled. Yes. I see him coming back to Australia and taking the Socceroos yep. to a real big World Cup tilt when he's about 80. Oh, God. On home soil. we got to freeze him. Just bring him out for World Cups for the next 2,000 years. We'll swap him with MS Doney. Whenever he gets out of the cryogenic freezer, we'll put him straight back in. MSN. Maybe stop. Maybe stop, Tony. <laughs> All right, Mace. We've banged on for far too long yet again. Yet uh Banger. What have we learned? Again. What have we learned? New South Wales still don't get origin. Ange is an absolute legend. That's what I was just... Yeah. The French Open needs more booze. And if you're going to Brazil to go surfing, mm, take a bodyguard. Uh, pen. And Michael Douglas, best cancer to get champion. Poor Catherine Lorraine. That's who the real yeah. people we should be worried about in this podcast. <laughs> they should have a cuppa together in Doonan. Put your groceries out for Lorraine. All right, mate, how can people get in touch with us? <laughs> you can get in touch at Twitter or Instagram, maybe underscore underscore daily. That's maybe underscore underscore daily. Follow and like our shit, please. Can do. All right, well, this one's going to come out on the weekend, so it's a bit of weird timing. We'll endeavour to get back on the biological clock of our existence. Yeah. Don't go slugging too much Baileys through the wang during the week, mate. And I love you, and I need you to stay mint. <laughs> stay mint, Sonny. I love you. Yes! Bye now!
shout out to Shoggy. It's a disgrace. <laughs> shout out to Shoggy is the most <laughs> intense thing ever. No, I'm sure he was shouting out at one point as well. Yeah, shout out to Kashoggy and my boys. Yeah. This one goes out <laughs> yeah, to Sh- Kashog and his fam. <laughs> See on the back nine. Fucking <laughs> hell. Yeah, golf can go and get fucked. Golf can absolutely go and get fucked. When I looked around the room, and, and they weren't all of migrant background. Some, you know, some come from you know country areas, and I, I knew their journey, you know. And, and so when I was talking to them, that that was the message about the values that the game has given us. I want to wake up tomorrow morning in the papers. I'm not talking about. The next AFL player who fucking farted or the fucking NRL player who did something stupid or, or some fucking rugby union thing. I want them talking about our fucking game. I want them talking about us. You wouldn't be sitting here today unless there was a person in your life who just gave you the most enormous love and belief that, you know what, I don't give a fuck what happens to me, what people say about me, what challenges I have, I'm going to fucking make it. All right, enjoy your lunch. <laughs>